What is going on, everybody? That's hit the lotto. I'm Romo, your host. Evening there, Buzz. We are on episode 32, I think. That's wrong. I don't know. I stopped doing count. I need to stop hitting the lotto so much. Um, uh, looks like our uh, one of our guests is connected, and the other one's about there. Yeah, that's just him coming in here now. Um, let me just bring him in and mute him. But you are all extremely welcome to the Hit the Lotto podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Romo, once again, and uh, we are back. It's uh, February, and I haven't done one in a while, and I figure uh, may as well may as well put something together. we got to put some content out there, and uh, I, again, coming back into the studio and with uh, with us straight from New York, as well as our, our my good buddy from Cork, uh, Tonight's guests are, 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 are an oldie, but goodie, as Aiden Waters is back on the show, and I appreciate you being back here, Aiden. Thanks so much for coming back <laughs> to the podcast, man. You're more than welcome. It's great to be back. Feels like an eternity since the first one. I know. it's been, that, that, that was You were in the first one, and then this one, right? Yeah, I do remember the excitement you had in on a phone call before the first episode, all fired up and ready to go for it. So yeah, it's cool. So. And now I'm like half hour notice, going live with live, <laughs> yeah, live yeah. now. You know what I mean? Now it's very different. But welcome to the show, man. And also uh, with us in the studio is our our uh, my regular co-host to speak all the way from Long Island, New York, Daraz. Welcome, man. Welcome. Hey back guys, to the show. nice to be with you. How you doing? Doing okay, my friend. Doing okay. How's uh, how's everything going? Every we all uh, had a good couple of weeks and uh, recovered fully. I know last time we spoke, you were not well from uh, from COVID, and you're you. How you feeling now? You feel like you're you're pretty much recovered from that, there, Ross? Feeling great. Absolutely, Excellent. things are going good. Yep, absolutely. How about you guys? Doing all right. Doing all right here. Aiden, okay. what's what's life like down there in Cork, my friend? Um, yeah, it's going well. It's going well. I am um, funny. I have um, season three of MasterChef on at the moment, or not MasterChef, Hell's Kitchen oh, um, cool. on the TV at the moment. And I saw you had some you had a little dinner going on social there tonight. It's like some burgers or something. How huh? these look good? Me? No. Yeah. Was it you? Me. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's somebody that outside there's somebody else that i follow that has almost a very very similar thing i thought geez i thought tonight you i thought that was you with the burgers in the cast iron pan i was like oh, he's feeling it funny no there you go i'll tell you that does i mean that's a, a speaking of of gordon ramsey i mean and this would be this would be purely up to you there ross but we you know what are the what are the what's the probability that we could get you know perhaps the fast, uh, the 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 biggest named chef in that fantasy baseball uh, uh, league history, by by account of his his uh, TV stardom, and we can get Harold on this show, man. What, what's what's the odds we do that, me and you, and you can pepper him with some questions? I think we could probably dig him up and get him on here. <laughs> that would be a funny show. That would yeah. be a good show. Yeah. I'd be talk. interested to catch up with him. I kind of you know talk a few times a year but very i mean extremely briefly usually just through text but it's doing good i think everything's going well for him yeah that would be kind of fun um what? What he's got that? a lot got a lot more a lot to say so it's always interesting to, to yeah it'd be, it'd be interesting to find out his story Aiden, uh if you didn't i don't know if i've ever told you but uh 
one the kind of the granddaddy of all those sort of cooking shows was uh what, what's what's the name of it my top what's the name top of it? chef was was top, like probably the, one of the bigger ones yeah yeah it's like master chef uh aiden in in the, you've watched master chef here in in the uk and in ireland right aiden yep yep so it's I like that. that in a lot of ways except it's um it's much more americanized it's much more like it's like, a tv guys, drama you, and yeah, cooking you guys show. are gonna do a cook a barbecue for you know kindergarten kids you know what i mean it's so it's it's much more it's much less like the the uk version where it's actually the uk version there Roz, you should actually take a look at it's master chef uk the professionals these guys are like sous chefs at the real deal restaurants here right. in, the, in the UK. I get it. I that, get it. That, you know, that, that want to be the rock stars, but the food is very different. The food that they're, that they're needed to present is quite different than what happened. And, but, uh, in, our, our, the Raza worked, worked with, uh, uh, the original winner of that show. So we should probably have Harold, see if I can, we can get Harold to come on the show. That would be an Definitely. interesting one. Yeah. Good guy for sure. So, so, Aiden, I, I initially wanted to talk to you and, and bring you on the show because, uh, I mean, we have – there's other recurring things. We'll talk about the Olympics coming up or Olympics going on and stuff. But it's rugby time, man. It's rugby season. It's the first post-COVID, basically, you know, not yet quite, but, you know, it's kind of how it's treated. The Aviva was full, and I don't know if I saw Mass or not at the Aviva. Did you? See who at the Aviva? Did you see masks being worn by the? Oh no, masks are pretty much gone. You know, like so. It's the so consider post-COVID. You know, uh, international. You know, rugby for for Ireland, and uh, they 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 looked really good. They got they. they, I mean, basically, it's a huge changeover. Some of the big names are gone. Well, not necessarily gone, but they weren't there for the first match, Um, and they still. In a walkover, basically over Wales, is, is this team for real to win the Six Nations this year? <laughs> so, I suppose we found ourselves in this position before a year before the last World Cup in the twenty eighteen, and we went out and we got a Grand Slam, and we thought we were going to be world beaters the next year. And I have a fear that history is going to repeat itself. I could see us winning the championship this year have a good winter series and then get to another World Cup um, next year and fall flat on our face. But to your first point, yes, we were very solid. The biggest improvement I saw from, say, even since November against the All Blacks was the forwards. Those boys are big men that can move. They have the hands and there's this ruthlessness in them that we haven't seen before in an Irish pack um, so that's exciting um, this is the first Six Nations since uh, Stander has left and I thought Caelan Doris did a fantastic job and then we've got the bit of youth coming in with um, Hansen on the wing so it's all looking very good however we'll win a Six Nations but what do we do after that is the big question for Andy Farrell yet uh, I mean and realistically, the, ne- the the biggest test for them, I, I mean, obviously the, the final week is going to be the biggest. It's going to come down to that final week. But the biggest test for Ireland in this Six Nations is coming up this weekend. Yeah, I am more excited about this game against France in Paris than I was for the All Blacks last year. So this is going to be a real 
a real cracker of a game. I'm so looking forward to this one. So, Raj, just to, to and any, uh, I see uh, Betty Boops out there too, uh, to give you to kind of run down on it. So, what happens here is, is it is it every two years the Six Nations or every year? Oh no, every year, every year. So every yeah. year, um, they have what's called the Guinness Six Nations Cup, basically, and it's a team uh, uh, team rugby event, national team rugby event, and the Six Nations are Ireland, Wales. Scotland, England, France, and Italy. Those are the six nations. So it's a really, um, it's a great uh, uh, event from an outsider point of view if you look at this politically, because you're, you're, you're not talking about a UK team. It's not Team GB like you would send to the Olympics. It's a Scottish team, a Welsh team, an Irish team. That, that are that are and an, an English team that are in this, along with the French and, and Italy. Um, so that makes up the Six Nations, and they have this tournament every year, and they have two different kind of events. One is the Grand Slam, and that's if one of the four British or former British colonized nations beats all of the others, and then there's also the Six Nation, which would be actual overall winner of the thing. Um, so that's what that's what goes on every year. And from the rugby point of view, because uh, even there is professional rugby teams and there is professional rugby leagues, but from a rugby point of view, from my point anyway, watching it, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. It's better than any sort of professional rugby match. These guys, these guys are putting it all out there, and uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. So I highly recommend if you want to watch a good sport, watch Six Nations rugby because it happens every year, and these guys like. The stories are fantastic too. Like the the coach for England hates Ireland. It's not even like <laughs> it's not even a question that Eddie Jones, who is the head coach of the English team, hates Ireland, the Irish, everything about them. Or at least he's so good at getting underneath the Irish skin from his pulpit that he just <laughs> plays it like a, a fiddle. He plays them uh -huh. like a fiddle. So uh -huh. there's a lot of stories there too. And he's so Australian. <laughs> He's oh, okay. Australian as well. He's not even. He's, he's not Australian. even English. So. That, yeah. that 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 yeah. kind of changes the whole the whole thing. At first, I thought it was a British Irish. No, thing, the coaching the coaching is actually. I mean, this is it. The coaching tells so much of the story. So the Irish used to be coached by this fellow named Joe Schmidt. He was their previous coach, and he uh, he was a master. He was from New Zealand, and he took he really did wonders with this team, and he was so highly sought after that everybody was like why the fuck does this guy Schmidt go into Ireland? Like he could have coached anywhere for any team. He was in line to coach the All Blacks, like, and he kind of gave it all up to coach the Irish team. So then they follow him up with this fellow named Andy Farrell. And Andy Farrell, uh, help me out here, Aiden, but Andy Farrell really wasn't known for his, his, his he was known more for his, like, uh, for not playing rugby, like in the national system, right? Uh, there's two types of rugby. England. There's two types yeah, of rugby. Was... There's union, which is what we're talking about here. The the kind of you know manly men sport of rugby. And there's also what's the other type, Aiden? The rugby league. Which rugby league, has... which is very much yeah. like American football and rugby football, mixed together. Yeah. And the two of them, the, the two, I could tell you the difference because when you stand at a regular rugby match, there's cheering and things are going. When you stand at a rugby league match, there's cursing every other word <laughs> out of people's mouths. They are just screaming at each other. So they're two different things. And Eddie Farrell comes from there. He comes from rugby league, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Big he time. was an amazing also, rugby league. Yeah, but I think at some point he did jump over to the union side and he's, I suppose he was in the background for many years as a defensive coach. And so what's it's great been a about big that, jump for him. Roz, what's great about that is that his son, Andy Farrell, the head coach of the Irish national rugby team, his son, I don't know if he still is correct me again, but his son was last year anyway, or over the last year, the captain of the English national rugby team. Hmm. That's his son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stories are amazing. Yeah. You can't make that drama up. You can't it sounds it. all very personal too, very close to home and very. Well, it's a small. I mean, it's yeah. a small community. When you think about rugby, I'd say it's a very small community. You know, you're talking yeah. about nations of five and six million mm-hmm. that uh, that are, are that are putting together these places. teams. These, these are cities in some places. Yeah. So, um, do you? You're a football, obviously, football genius. You guys love the sport. Making the comparison, total amateur outsiders look at it only like i said i've only seen that rugby world cup which was awesome but and i don't know if i don't even know if the comparison is necessary but is it just more violent because there's no more protection no no helmets no is it a more violent sport or or where are those you know you know what the question is yeah you're asking the right guy because he's in the studio with us right now uh (laughs) he's played both sports are you continuing to play both sports now simultaneously aiden um, yeah, yeah, that's the plan anyway. So um, then you, you are, there's, no, there's literally no one better in my life to answer that question. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Um, from a collision point of view, American football would have a, there'd be bigger hits. And as you know, from football, those hits can come from anywhere. Um, with rugby, it's more of a contact sport that, you know, you're never more than, a foot or two away from a bit of contact. Now, it's violent, but it's there's a difference in the intensity of that violence between the two sports. From a fitness point of view, rugby is just off the scale in terms of fitness. Like you are hitting somebody, you're jumping right back up onto your feet and looking for the next hit. There is no there's no time for a breather in between the hits. It's you're much more like that. Soccer for fitness, the game moves much more fluid and constant. Like you know, like baseball, football, those sports have a lot of you know, like you said, those those pauses, those breaks. And it seems like rugby's like soccer in the sense that just the clock's ticking, it just keeps on going. There's not a lot of rest in between plays. It's just a fluid, constant thing. Big time, big yeah. time, yeah. And then yeah, that that totally know. is a fitness thing. I agree. I mean, that's gotta that's the fittest. The fittest players, you look at these guys, you're running the hole for 90 minutes. How long is it? 90 minutes? Uh, 80. 80. 80 minutes. minutes. And it's just, con- yeah. you know, is there a halftime and that's it or a lot of timeouts? Or uh, uh, there is, if the ball goes out of the field through a, a kick or hitting somebody out of bounds, there is literally 10 seconds to get yourself ready to go, ball is thrown back in, and away you go. So mm. there's very little rest. Mm. Um, well, if a guy goes down, like if, if, if a guy goes down, say, even if he's cramped, like if he's just cramped or something and he goes down on the pitch while the play is going on, like the guys go out to help him, but the play still, you know what I mean? The play still yeah. goes on. Like oh, I love continues. that. I love that. That's yeah. great. And then, in, I, yeah. I, uh, you know, I find, and that actually brings up, it's a, a huge kind of point 
and it's a really good point between the two the two uh, brands of sports when you talk about American versions of sports and European versions of sports is that you know most of those European sports that you would watch or Irish say take it from an Irish point of view you would watch football soccer you'd watch rugby you'd watch uh, uh, Gaelic, two sports in, in Irish Gaelic, and they're all played the same way. They're all played where you play the game for a certain period of time, and you, you, when there's stoppages of play, the referee clicks a button, clicks a timer, and then when there's about two minutes before the end of the, the half, the referee says there'll be four minutes of injury time. So right. depending on if guys get injured or ball goes out of play, all that stuff, he's like, there'll be four minutes of injury time or there'll be two minutes of injury. So you could get like four minutes at the end of a half right. to keep playing. And that's, that's games could be won or lost there, you know, by they, doing They that. can be. And what's, what's big about that is I think it's extremely fair because yeah. – a referee or an official or anybody outside the playing field can't manipulate the game through timeouts or injuries or anything like that. Say you're you're paying for 90 minutes, but with injuries and all the stuff and clock wasting, you're really only getting 60 minutes or whatever it is because of those things that you talk about. So they're really giving you you like you're paying for the 90 minutes and you're getting the 90 minutes. You know, what I and mean? there's no ads. If there's ads at halftime, at halftime you have ads, and then at the end of the game you have ads. The beginning of the game there's ads, but while the, that half is going on, there's no ads on tv right, if yeah. you watch it from a tv perspective mm-hmm. like it's, no, it's, it's cool i get it it's it's actually you're and whereas american sports are more set up to for you know those ad th- ad breaks to happen for breaks for players to happen the, you know especially the nfl is the ultimate sort of tv game right in that regard american football is you know a lot of you ask a lot of europeans about watching or coming to american football and it's very niche here like they're you know, even though the NFL games do really well, the college game will do pretty good here in Dublin. Um, this year, there's a new college game with Northwestern and Nebraska, I believe, playing each other in August. Um, they do pretty good, but that's because it's sort of a, a once-a-year thing to go and do. Uh, but most of the they, – they don't they don't like watching it because there's too many commercials, you know, too many breaks. They're always stopping. Why are they always stopping? Keep going. Keep going, you know. That's what most of them say to me, that they find it boring because just when you get sucked in, it's over. Mm. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, so – I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, I was wondering one other thing about rugby. So in rugby, like – so baseball, there's all these games. It's the, the Everything is judged over a massive amount of – data met you know 165 games in a short period of time and it's condensed and at the same time it's a marathon but at the same time it's like on the minute to minute basis baseball you know these guys sometimes don't get a day off baseball players during the season and soccer players is a lot of frequency of games these guys play quite often less but still like play year round and you know I, I don't follow it deeply but you can see there's many different cups and many different choices of things and constantly a an ongoing championship. These guys are playing all the time. Rugby, is it like football where it's 13, 14, 15 weeks and you make the playoffs, or is it one game a month, or is it do you play multiple games a week when you go to these tournaments? Are you playing like every every couple days? How does that all break down? Because that's a pretty, you know, physical sport where guys get bruises. How you know it's like hockey. These guys, I mean, it's such a physical sport, but they play all the time. I mean, they have more padding, but at the same time, they're still playing a couple times a week or whatever it is, aren't they? And I mean, that must just take such a toll because it's such a physical sport. So rugby in a tournament, how does that lay out? Well, the pros, the, the so I, mean, I, I think the one thing that makes this very interesting in the regard is that um, this is a national 
team thing. So this only happens. This happens once a year for for five matches for five weeks, and then it's over. Unless there's a World Cup year, and if there's a World Cup year, um, obviously then they'll get back together to play in the World Cup. And if it's uh, some some years, they have this uh, GB Lions team, which is all of uh, Ireland, all of included into the Great Brit- Great Britain to put this team together to play in New Zealand against the All Blacks and the, and whatnot. But for the most part, these guys play for. Uh, smaller professional September. teams in in mm-hmm. Ireland. So Ireland would have like I don't know what is how many how many teams does Ireland have? Uh, four in, four professional teams. Four pro teams, and then they play in the same league with uh, UK teams, right? Uh, Wales, Scotland, and Italy. Yeah. Oh, there's actually even so basically they're not the, South the African season. teams now. They're oh, South, South African Africans teams. as well. Yeah, I forgot about them. Yeah. Forgot about their edition. So, so that season the will run from September to May, give or take, and then they'll take a break for the five weeks for the Six Nations. But you'll have one game a week, maximum, absolute maximum, for that period of time. So that's how many weeks would that be? Oh dear, no, no. What, the was, what, what are the months? Eight. Oh God's like what? Shy of uh September to May. Right, this so is just uh, what seven, eight months? No, it's about eight months. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't, I can't ask him hard questions like that. I know. I know. Sorry, I know. I didn't mean it, but it's a lot. I mean, you're they're, they're playing weekly for a long time. Um, and then they're after that, they're going to their international teams and playing, playing their uh. You know, but that's 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 weekly. They'd be playing there for the most part, and that's kind of you know missing your out. That's four or five games, but uh, yeah, they've been playing a lot of weeks in a row on that. I mean, it'd be it'd be longer than an NFL season. Wow, that's a lot on two different teams now, mind you, too. They're a professional team and then their national team. You know, mm-hmm. now imagine again. Um, you you can help me out there, Aiden. But do do the rugby players on the international team do they get paid? Are you there, Edo? <laughs> Aiden, are you there? Aiden. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, that is amazing. That's a great question. You'll have to uh, put a pin yeah. in that one, I guess. I think you came back. Are you yeah. back in the studio with us, Aiden? I'm back. The app just crashed on me. My, my internet was actually perfect, but the app crashed. Fucking one thing over another. I don't know if you heard me, but I'm not going to repeat the question, really. Do they <laughs> it get was paid? a really good question. Do they get paid to play on their international teams? Say that again. Do the players get paid to play on the international teams? Um, it's kind of complicated. Um, short answer, yes, they do. They There's a number of different ways of how they've uh, kind of set up the contracts, but in Ireland, they're, they're essentially their contracts are with the national team and they're essentially loaned out then to the club teams. So it's a, it's a little bit of a weird way. So the, the main guys would be, the main team, main players would be contracted through the, the national team and then say the periphery players then would be contracted through their clubs. So it's a bit of a mixture. All right, interesting. Really That's what interesting, that huh? does is then, 
So it allows the RFU then to control when those core players play and don't play within the season. So they have full control of those type of decisions. Um, the national team right. would also have some control on, uh, I don't want to say what style they play with, but who gets the game time, what they should be focusing on, where they should play. Um, certain certain decisions like that may come from a national level rather than from a club. So it um, makes it a little bit more interesting. All right. All right. So what's uh, what's going to happen this year? What's What is the uh, Aiden Waters crystal ball say is going to happen for the Six Nations? Are we doing this? You say we're, we're going to do this and then we're going to suck. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I'd say we... Uh, yeah. So I'd say we lose to France on Saturday or Sunday, whatever game, time that game is on. Uh, I think we lose to France. We win out the rest of our, our games and win the championship. So um, that's my prediction. So it'll be four out of five wins and a championship. Yeah. And then and then after that... Finishing, finishing the f- week five in Twickenham with a victory over the English. I think so. And I think... Uh, I don't want to say Scotland, but I think England might beat France and that's where we win the championship. But isn't that still a great way? Isn't that still amazing for Ireland? I mean, Um, such a small, you know, to, to, to what's the, what's their, what's the population density up against Britain? Up against England, rather England. Jesus, sir. We're what five? I wonder what early? Scotland and Wales must be must be close in uh, again. See, I should have thought about this before. I wonder what the population of Scotland and Wales are compared to the population of Ireland. You know, when you think about what they have to pull from. If only, if only there was a way of checking that. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's the population of Wales? There you go, fifty-six million in England. Uh, I mean, three, like, like three Jets, million. Like, yeah, Wales three, is three million in Wales. That's half of what yeah. we have here. And what's Scotland? 5.4 million. 5.4. So equal-ish Scotland, right? Equal-ish. Mm-hmm. So England should by far be dominating this field, if you think about it, right? For Irish to, for Ireland to do what they're doing and to achieve the, the you know, the, the the nation of overachievers, you know what I mean? Is it is it is that enough just for them to do do well this year and then – like next year, just be like, oh, we knew this was going to happen. <laughs> you know, we always had 2022, you know? Yeah. Like I look at England and I kind of admire what they do in a way. Like, yes, they have the the, 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 the manpower. They've got their resources and the funding behind them to do great things. But like they are happy to suck for a year or two. Like they could go and lose four games in the championship this year and they'll get all the abuse from their media and there'll be all kinds of inquiries, and then they'll turn up at a World Cup and get to the final, where we just seem to be happy to win the same championship we play every year and then play terribly in a World Cup. So I would sacrifice two years of a, of Six Nations performances over a World Cup win or a World Cup final appearance. Like, if you look at Japan, they... They played in the last World Cup and they brought their team together for six months and they just went hard at it to go out and do well in a World Cup and they did very well and they, they've, of course, beat us in the World Cup and kind of screwed our chances. 
So I don't know. I'd I'd happily lose the Six Nations or lose two, blood a lot of players and have them ready for a World Cup. You know. Yeah, that'd be that'd be like a dream come true for you, wouldn't it? Oh, just yeah. to make the to make get there, right? Just to get to, to get that there. Form. Yeah, because like we can beat any one of those teams on our day. On any given can't day. To, yeah, but when it comes to the World Cup, it's like this big black cloud comes over the heads of the players, and that's it. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully it comes it comes true, my man. I hope it comes true. Now let's get on to a, the the better sport. We got a Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. We got uh, two very unique, unique uh, teams involved in this uh, Super Bowl, and uh, um, it should be like even I think uh, the latest lines I saw I thought were only about three and a half points. So, uh, you know, this could be this could be a, a good game. Are you guys, are you guys paying any attention to the playoffs and what's what could happen in the Super Bowl? <laughs> don't I, I normally don't watch weeks. I, <laughs> I normally kind of keep an eye on the scores, weeks 1 to 17, um, and then I get into it in the playoffs. So I've watched as many games as I possibly can. Um, I am so excited for uh, Joey and the Bengals. I hope they do it. I really do. I have a feeling he's going to do, do it. And what, yeah, what an achievement it's going to be. Like it's, fuck Stafford. I mean, it's quite an achievement, wouldn't it be? It would be a, a Heisman Trophy National Championship Super Bowl, right? In three Super years, Bowl. three. You know, that'd be uh, that'd be pretty pretty impressive if if he does it. You know, I'm sure the poor guy didn't have that bad. Was it knee injury last year, midway through the season, or whenever it was? Like, and here he is now, twelve months later, biggest game of his career after year two. Why yeah. are you saying fuck you, Matthew Stafford? Just Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford gave his lifeblood to a city and was given the worst coaches for literally 15 years of his fucking life. And he sucked it up and he stayed there because he, they were making him mediocre, even though he knew he was better. And now he's, you take him away from that. And the next year he's in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Come on, no. that's impressive. No. Matthew Joey. Stafford deserves this. Joey Burrows is going to have plenty of times when the Super Bowl and look like act like the Rock and smoke his fucking cigars in his fucking hot tub. He's going to have plenty of time to fucking do that. <laughs> what, Joey, what Joey Burrows needs is somebody to punch him in the fucking mouth once. And the last week he was sacked eight times and still came back. I have no disrespect for Joey Burrows. I'm just saying in the scheme of things, you know what I mean? Matthew Stafford deserves this. I really want this. And that, that's just the difference because I'm the old school guy, I guess. But Matthew Stafford has played for some of the worst front offices and head coaches in the history of the game of football laughed at year in and year out. And for him to go out to California and do what he's done on the team and get to the Super Bowl like that, that's impressive, man. That, I got to say, that's a, that's a, both guys, both guys, but that's impressive for, for the – and that's what's going to make this fun. Roz, I know you're not huge into the sport, but have you been paying attention? Yeah, well, you know – I could. I have opinions. I'm no no expert. Yeah, go for opinions. it. So Stafford, I got to agree because I believe he went to Georgia, and I yes, think he when did. he was drafted, he was still like first round guy, wasn't he? 
Yes, he was. So expectations were high for this guy to fulfill this destiny that he, everyone, you know, he had earned and everyone expected him to have. And he goes to Detroit and he plays on those bad teams, but everybody knew he had the talent. So this to me just says, I've been traded to another team and I take him to the Super Bowl. They may have had what was needed to get there, but I was mm-hmm. that last piece in the puzzle, which is quite an important piece, the quarterback. Uh, but it's basically saying I have the talent to take a team to the Super Bowl in the first year that I get traded there. And that's, you know, n- nothing else. I mean, it's clear that he's come full circle and has, you know, he's where he's, he's the hype. He's going to the Super Bowl. That's pretty big. So, and if he wins, that'll really make it a career because it's been a long, like you said, a long, bad one. Um, and then as far as the game is concerned, if I really, I, I think that um, the Rams, right? Yeah. Los Angeles. Yes. I'm just kidding. Uh, I think they're going to score more than a touchdown a quarter. I think it's going to be maybe not a touchdown and a field goal, but I think, think they're going to run them up. I think it's going to be – that's Mark They put Miller. 30 plus on them. There's going to be four touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Maybe there's going to be a field goal too, but it's not one and a half scores. It's definitely not that much, but maybe one, you know, four and, and a field goal or two. I think they're going to beat them up. Yeah, and I think that if you're – you know, when you're um, uh, you're talking about – that doesn't mean they'll win, but I'm just saying, you know, it's got to go. The, maybe it swings the other way, but they're going to come and score. I'm with, I'm with you there, and I, I I think this is going to come down to the defense, and I think the Rams just have much more potential on defense to do a lot more damage on Burrows uh, than the Bengals would on the Rams. In that, um, Aaron Donald's a beast. I mean, like Aaron Donald's a beast of a human being. Um, they. They, the Rams have a couple of reclamation projects there that, you know, pros that uh, like Von Miller came from. If Von Miller has a Von Miller type game, just one, you know, Von Miller's over the hill. Let's, don't get us wrong. He's an over the hill linebacker. He had some amazing seasons, some literally like Hall of Fame type seasons in Denver. If he could just bring that out for one more game, you know what I mean? You know, he could, that could, that could be something could be something there so i i I think the rams are going to put up points i think it's going to come down to whether burrows can just can can the Bengals hang with them can they hang with the points that they're because the rams are at home really you know this is a home game for them now i know that the crowd isn't going to be a home homer crowd for them but they're just going to be comfortable being in their own city for this game and I think that's, you know, the, the, that's only worth three and a half points, like the, the book is saying. But I agree. I think that the, uh, I think the Rams should bring this one, bring this victory back. I, I would say. Uh, who knows? I'm completely could be completely wrong. But who knows? Yeah, that's what's fun about it. I really don't know. Mm. That's just, you know, that's what I think. <laughs> so um, another sport that's going on right now, um, and I was. Um, my, my my interest of it is zero, yet I don't know why, because I always would have really enjoyed watching it, is the Winter Olympics are going on in China right now. And maybe it's an Irish thing where the Irish wouldn't necessarily have the Winter Olympics playing because, well, why? There's... There may be one Irish or two Irish athletes at the events, but realistically, you know, they would never spend that much money to have an actual commentating something, you know, doing it. But B, like nobody's commentating from China, right? Everyone's coming. They're they're all getting like secondhand footage. It's a really odd Winter Olympics that's going on. I think I don't know how how's the how's is it does it feel like a normal one as far as the coverage in the states 
if I may, yeah, I was saying, uh, I would say I, we've been watching it. It's not at night, later at night, and we're catching c- certain things and what we call the parts of the opening ceremony. And so uh, not diving in too deeply, but definitely watching it through the, um, the past couple evenings. I would say it's industrial. That would be my term. Really? Everything. Well, you know, just very, um, well, you know, it's kind of the cold and raw, you know, yeah, I mean? yeah. and not as, I don't know, I don't know how to go into it, but I mean, that's the coverage and it's good coverage. And on the subject of Irish athletes, last night there was men's half pipe snowboarding, I believe it is. Uh-huh. And there was an Irish athlete, a, a, a guy who ran the half pipe. Uh, last night they were talking about him. Very interesting. Nice. How did he do? Uh, you know, I like I said, we just kind of thumbing through. You had the top twelve made it, and I don't know if he got in the top twelve. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You know, they move on or whatever, but it was yeah. uh, the, you know, I watched it for an hour or two. There's a lot of people, and a lot of runs. So, anyways, it was uh, they're there from all kinds. Yeah, that's of interesting. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. I because I, I, I normally it would be that thing that in in what I'd be back in the states that I would be like. What did you watch last night? Just I, I watched an hour of the Olympics because it was on. You know what I mean? And I was going to see these sports that you never watch, you know, and see what see what's going on. I would watch it, but here there's just a, it just seems like a very muted muted interest. Aiden, would you be interested in the Winter Olympics? No, like the Winter Olympics. No, the the closest thing I'd come to would be like the cool runnings with the Jamaica pop team. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's the height of the knowledge. I'm sorry, um, no, I couldn't even tell you who's who's representing Ireland. I know that's awful, but no, I wouldn't. No interest. <laughs> sorry, to put the damp. You know what's going on now. No, that's all right. You know what's going on now, right? Do you know what's going on now? Aiden? What's going on? Do you know that the Olympics are going nope. on now? <laughs> that's, what, that's what I thought. I know that they're... <laughs> they're what? I know that they're going on in Beijing after that. No. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're actually going on right now. But like you, I, I don't know much about uh, about what's happening. To... But uh, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's just it's interesting, you know, and... Is is that is it just me? It's the first uh, Winter Olympics where one hundred percent of the snow was man made. <laughs> what the fuck Whoa. was that, doggy? Eh? Oh, that's that's guy. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But that's what I mean. She, she you say like one hundred percent of the snow is man made, and that's what I mean by industrial. That's the feel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that, across the board, you know, it's a, not that I get getting a feel. It's just it's on television. I'm watching it. So. Yeah, no, totally, totally. It's that's that's I probably why I would have watched it too. You know what I mean? It was just interesting that that I don't see the same. I don't see the same fervor here for it at all. You wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily see the same fervor for it. But um, uh, what's let's, the um, what's yeah. the highlight sport of the Winter Olympics? Like, so if we go to the Summer Olympics, you've got the the hundred meter sprint is what everybody you know, was excited for what's the equivalent in the winter games. I think, and I think that's changing and it's ever changing and ever, ever evolving because they kind of add and subtract certain sports that are popular or unpopular, but it's definitely gone from, it's always been a lot of skiing and skating amongst other things. And a lot of those sledding events, but today, instead of like that basic or traditional sledding, it's the snowboarding is really, you know, the, the, the more extreme sports were, were injected into the Olympics a couple of years ago. And those guys really 
I mean, they're the ones. That's the stuff that's really popular now. You know what I mean? Just for, on, on those are the guys that are on the Wheaties boxes and, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. And is there ice hockey in the Olympics? Sure is. Okay. Would that be a big event, like Team USA gold medal event? What do you think, John? It used to be. I'm, I don't yeah, I would it. say that, you know, the U.S. wouldn't have uh, – wouldn't have, be able to put up the firepower against, say, like the Czech Republic. The, the, you know, some nations take their national hockey extremely serious. You know, the Canadians still probably have. I was going to say, I bet the Canadians the, are. The U, yeah. you, U.S. beat, you know what I mean? I mean, when you talk about, you know, the, the ironic that you, you would say that, Aiden, because it's like one of the biggest events when you th- in, in U.S. sports history, international sports history was, you know, when they – when the United States hockey team beat the Russian hockey team in 1980, and uh, which wasn't even the finals, right? which was no, wasn't even the finals, and that was, was a real finals. underdog. They wasn't, they weren't like the U.S. team wasn't um, uh, uh, whatever, whatever uh, ranked to be that good to begin with. So it was a super underdog moment as well. Yeah, so I think the story uh, about American hockey is great, but I think the, uh, American hockey just excels in that they own the the NHL is played in America, so it's a mixture of of these international guys on these teams, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the U S I, I don't know this year. I wouldn't know, but the, the other ir- ironic events that are super popular during the Olympics, where you think that you have this kind of, you know, it's basically you get down in the quickest amount of time with the fewest penalties or, or you get around the track first or you do. I, then they, then they have like these ice, these uh, ice skating competitions, which, generally are the bell of the ball. They're like the gymnastics, you know, where it's... It pulls a certain crowd. It yeah, draws the television and it's extreme. Ratings. Well, it draws more... It would draw more... You know, the, the gymnastics and the ice skating draw more eyes to them than any other sport would draw to it. Like, when they're on, everybody's watching them. Whether you like it or not, you just watch it for the event it puts on. But that's all... It's it's very subjective. That's a group of judges sitting behind a be- I mean, sitting behind a thing that are giving points for the, what you're doing. You know, that's, that's, the, right with the mood or whether the stuff that you're meeting their criteria. Yeah, yeah. So it's that's very interesting. That like, and there's been there was a great documentary I think on Netflix about uh, the or the Canadian uh, pairs team that lost to the Russian team, or they then they ended up tying. They ended up giving gold medals to both teams. And then I can't remember the name of the, the it was Pelletier and I forget the Canadian team. Anyway, they were ice skaters and it basically came out that the Olympic judge, one of the judges said they were forced into voting <laughs> for the Russians. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they decided to, to give them both gold medals. Like it was a real, they go through the mistakes that were made and stuff. But yeah, like, you know, it's, it, and the whole Nancy Kerrigan uh thing that we had in america you know what i mean the story the stories around it you know the stories around it's such a but it's a subjective sport if if you will uh rather than the likes of i always like those uh for me it was the the like the bobsled events but it was more like the skeleton did you see those guys that go down head face first (laughs) that's insane man that is insane you either live or you don't there's no judging anything yeah you either live or you don't (laughs) (laughs) well i think one is one is one is more of a judged exhibition and one is really a sport wouldn't you say yeah no absolutely absolutely i I definitely feel like that's uh that's what's what it is now how about boxing ross do you follow boxing at all anymore nope 
So you know this guy, Jake Paul, right? Nope. No, I do know him. You do, you do. I mean, you can't. You, you have to live under under a you know a box for he's your whole life. He's more than a boxer. Know. He's you know more than I mean? a boxer. He, he, right? he's yeah, yeah. He's that's the question, right? That's the question. Yeah, he's, he's a brand, he, and he's he became. I mean, the timing was perfect. You know, let's don't get it wrong. It was a perfect storm of conditions that that sort of got him there. But he basically, you know, he started with a YouTube channel, right? That's how this kid got. He was an influencer, or whatever, before they were even whatever they were. And basically, he he has taken doing blogs, video blogs, to this status level of like superstardom, and he's gotten into boxing, but he's fighting these show events basically right that's what's been going on yeah like he's fighting against non-boxers didn't he he's, fight it's mma who? guys tyron woodley twice right uh who else did he fight oh he fought floyd mayweather right that's what i was going to ask you yeah he fought floyd mayweather that's what um, i thought that's what, that's, what, that's what that was my question i wasn't he, sure but he doesn't I guess a couple things like I guess that they're not considered uh, actual. They're not sanctioned events because I don't think that I don't think he agrees to take a drug test. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that he agrees to take a drug. I don't. Don't quote me on that. I could be wrong there, but I think I actually read that that I don't think he agrees. I to only take a drug just want to know what drug is he trying to avoid testing positive for? That's really a massive steroids. steroids. Yeah, but I mean, maybe steroids. Absolutely steroids. Like absolutely, he's gonna be just those things are. They, you know, they're enhancing him, and that's what he's like. Get, do it all you want, and he doesn't have to though because. He's filthy, stinking rich, so he's basically controlling. He doesn't have to, so that's fine. He's still going to get the pay-per-view buys. It's still outsurpassing any actual fighting events, the pay-per-view buys that he's getting with these guys. So there was he's he's got a fight coming up in December, and he is fighting the brother of the heavyweight champ, Tyson Fury. He's fighting his brother, Tommy Fury. And they have uh i guess the the contract is signed but apparently the the contract had some some crazy stuff like for instance the jake paul said that if tommy fury knocks him out if tommy fury knocks him out he's going to give him $500,000 out of his own pocket as a fighter's as a fighter's bonus but if uh jake paul beats tommy fury then after after the fight, the two of them are going to go into the uh, uh, whatever the office would be, the government office that he would have to do this, where Tommy Paul uh, will, uh, um, Tommy Fury will immediately change his name to Tommy Fumbles. He has to change his name to Tommy Fumbles. And everywhere he goes, he has to represent himself on social media. Whenever he's interviewed everywhere, his new name is going to be Tommy Fumbles if he loses to Jake Paul. These are <laughs> things that are in the contract. That's amazing. Yeah, that this is, isn't just about a payday. This is that, personal. I, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely hilarious. Like where we've gone and what's going on. And it's just, uh, um, it's just so funny. Like, this is, uh, I guess, uh, Fury's father, who's been basically coming out now and saying, this is fucking ridiculous. They're not fighting until December. It's not until December 18th, this fight. You've got a whole year of this. You know, it's just, uh, it's mental where it's come to, you know, the, the, the game 
sport, you know, I guess it's not just not what it used to be, not what it used to be. And even these fights are doing better than MMA fights and UFC fights are doing. It's it's pretty crazy where we're it's, at, right? It's, it's on the same level. We had a couple months back. We had a conversation about celebrity golf showdowns and big money matches and how the the, the watchability is. So you have like the sport; it's structured, it's rules, it's professional. The PGA, but then you put you know an NFL guy or an NBA guy and a personality and a really great golfer and you mic them and you do all those things and boxing. This is the same kind of thing. These exhibitions probably were always big back in the day, but they were too. You know, like the the big guy coming through town and the town bully. You know, for all everybody. Well, yeah, it's even gambling. yeah, you know? like or even it would be like the bear. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Wrestle yeah, okay, the bear. Exactly. They'd have an actual bear. Exactly, no, exactly. Up. That's and exhibition they, shit. Public yeah, spectacles. Yeah. Public yeah. spectacles. Back in the wild west, the old who days, wouldn't want to watch that? I want to watch the, it. I'll watch it. Yeah, the man going after the bear. Right. Well, that come would be watch amazing. the man wrestle the bear. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah, this is the same. And people, that's very. Who you know, we all we all agree we we want to watch that. That would be that would be amazing. That would that would be fun. We that's what we're doing now. But we are watching that. It's called Jake Paul, and we can't stand yes. him. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Now it's called Jake Paul, and you're like, that's man, it seems to me like, he's very he's high energy. He's, he seems very high energy, and he throws lots of big punches, and he looks like a boxer. I mean, I don't, or a fighter, yeah. you know, whatever. I mean, he's pretty intense. He's got a pretty high level of energy. Aiden, you like your Rioja, right? Are you there, Aiden? <laughs> is, is Aiden petting his dog or something? Aiden, are you there? I'm here. Are you muting yourself? I'm here. Stop muting yourself. Christ no, sake. I actually can't see my... Um, I'm not called in. Uh, I don't know what I'm you're here. talking anyway. about. You are called in. Jesus Christ. Okay. I love you. I love you. All right, so... Uh, I'm going sh- to show you my screen after this. All right, you can. Rioja. So, so, Aiden... Here, here, we got great, uh, great COVID news in, uh, for us is that there was a study done. <clears throat> a new study has looked into how alcohol could help or hinder the body's immunity to coronavirus. And it's coming out that um, oh. red wine is doing, is doing such. Now, before you, you go drinking more, whatever, basically it's saying that the, uh, it was a study that was done by um, – the UK's biobank study and basically what they tracked people and their health and lifestyle information. They tracked them and they started in in 2006. Um, And somebody did a, you know, went into it and did a study of it. And the study has 500,000 participants and 16 and a half ended up testing positive for COVID. So then the researchers broke down alcohol consumption uh, into categories and they found the team that team the team found that those that knocked back an average an above average weekly wine serving of red wine had a higher chance of not catching the coronavirus. I'm sold. I'm in. Sold. <laughs> more so. More yeah. like say I, no more. Actually, you know, so so that's it. I know I gotta say more though. <laughs> the study says that uh, the subjects consume red wine and white wine and champagne. Above guidelines, so white and champagne was working too. Above guidelines, so that's uh, whatever the guidelines are. So they're telling you to drink more. So, so they're actually right. telling you to overstep into alcoholism. 
Um, so <laughs> it's what you actually drink a week. That's what I, that's the number. Which is like, what you actually drink a week. A little bit more week. than what we recommend, which is basically what I'm doing is more, a little bit exactly. more than what you're recommending. Exactly. Right. So they broke it down. They found the two glasses of red wine a day had a 10 to 17% lower risk of people testing positive for coronavirus compared to non-drinkers. White wine was uh, 7 to 8% lower, but on the other side, beer drinkers or cider drinkers had a 28% higher chance of contracting the virus than non-drinkers. Beer and cider. I think so, it's, I think it's a demographic. Yeah. I think so, it's who's drinking the beer and the cider. That, so the, that's why so the irony, so, the, so that's very, the, exactly. So the irony here is that wine spectator came out. It was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like they're all about the wine now, but, but let's look at this a little bit deeper. Like before you start giving wine deeper than you know, this, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Well, they say <laughs> the we go. wine spectator <laughs> magazine is basically saying the same thing you're saying is that it's correlation instead of causation. So there could be plenty of other factors, for instance, and, uh, uh, are red wine drinkers much more apt to drink two glasses of red wine at home where beer and cider drinkers are the ones that are going out to the pub. Mm. Thus their chances of getting it are higher just by doing that. So is it correlation or is it, is it causation? Is it drinking wine lowers your risk or is it just a correlation between the people who drink the red wine and the people mm. who drink the others? Yeah. So that, and they didn't do that. Obviously they didn't do that study. They didn't, they weren't expecting this when it happened. So, um, they don't have those numbers, but you know, from from the basic the basic raw data, you know, drink a few glasses of red wine a day, folks, and keep yourself safe from COVID. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it can't. This hurt. is like all the COVID misinformation now. Pick the information you want and run with it. <laughs> yeah, your choice. Two glasses of wine it. a day. It's all data. <laughs> Just choose which you want to interpret it how you wish. So that yeah. brings me that that. Uh, Ironically enough, that brings me into sort of uh, the next sort of serious topic uh, before we roll out of here. But uh, the whole, and I don't think it is, I think it's kind of a, I think it's where have we gone. But the whole, uh, so Joe Rogan is, uh, as we know, a very famous podcaster, comedian, uh, and he, you know, was basically caught out from a video, a video was put out of him basically saying, words he shouldn't have said, uh, racist words that he shouldn't have said, out of context, so don't get this wrong, completely out of context, just back and forth, just over and over and over and over again. Uh, and he's also been sort of, you know, outspoken. If you don't listen to him, my opinion, but but basically what's been going on is, you know, the media is starting attack and the left wing has, has put an attack on him and some, you know, he's on Spotify. He has an exclusive contract to Spotify, millions and tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars. Sounds um, powerful. For, for Spotify. And, you know, other big musicians came out to Spotify and said, you know, pull my stuff if you're not pulling him. And, and so there's this whole why? big thing. Tell, tell me why. This whole big part. thing. This whole big thing. Well, I mean, their opinion is that he's spreading. He's, you know, what they're basically, uh, it all comes down to, to, you know, the, the science of what's going on with vaccinations. And they're saying that he's, he's, he's responsible for spreading untruths that are, are holding detrimental to society when he, when he talks about some of the things he talks about. So what, what do you think? 
What do you I, think? I, I, had, I only read a very small bit of this, so I'm I'm not a I have never listened, admittedly, to a Joe Rogan podcast. But yeah. I get who he is. I know who he is, and everything. And I just was I was on kind of unsure where that was going, but I, I don't know. Much I, I just my, my opinion. I mean, I, I can I, I'd love to find out your both of your opinions on on it before I get on. But I mean, I I'm, my opinion is, uh, you know, like. So, who, who's somebody already pulled out? Neil Young has already pulled his stuff off of Spotify. That's um, I, I mean, this is a man who who is a sounds like a fighter. Neil Young, he sounds like a fighter. Listen to his music. Listen to his words. This man sounds like a fighter. And then it's you know it's Neil Young. And I'm not saying he's not a fighter, but we're talking Neil Young. He's is this be, he's, so? He's here's, the, here's the last guess, living product of that era of people. You're right. So here's the question. I sort of. Have been. I mean, this is my thing. Is this about Joe Rogan? Like, you know, and if it's about Joe Rogan, then it's ridiculous. Here's the thing: Spotify is like when artists. Spotify has spread the wealth. So artists that are used to be these multi-platinum and these big-selling artists now literally make pennies compared to what they used to make because it was all about record sales. It used to be all about downloaded record sales. Right. So it was buying the album, buy the CD, buy the 8-track, buy the cassette tape. And the record company made most of the money, but we made our cut too as an artist. There was that cut there. Well, the hmm. cut now, because of things streaming the way they're streaming, the cut now is pennies on the dollar as to what it used to be. But anybody can make them pennies. So technically... I could we could put out music, get enough listens to it, start and start making a few pennies from from them to do that. So it spreads it in that it does a little bit for the lower. But realistically, artists are are pretty much com- completely unhappy, especially those old school artists, with how the the distribution of wealth is playing out here with Spotify. And then to put the Joe Rogan thing on top of that because they invested hundreds of million dollars into him, I think that's what would spur a guy like Neil Young to pull out. Do I think it's silly? Probably. But does Neil Young give a fuck about he's making no money anyway? I think it's about worried about it. I think it's about the message. It's about yeah, the message, man. It's, yeah, that's, you know. that's that's what I think, but I, I don't think he's gonna. But the other thing is, I'm not gonna get rid of my Spotify account. You know what I mean? Well, I just why is anybody listening to this fucking guy? What, what so I just, like it too. Check check this out. So where does it all fall? That's my my only question. Is so can he do it? Is it misinformation? Is it entertainment? Because other way other comics and people in other ways joke about things and. There's a lot of untruths, and I'm not trying to get. Into, I'm not I have no idea, but just getting, I agree with avoiding you. avoiding the nitty no, gritty. Is no, no, Joe I, Rogan I, is Joe Rogan just entertainment? And when The Simpsons or one of these other shows is politically incorrect or does crosses some strange line, I mean they've all cleaned it up a lot. I get it, and it's it's what's appropriate and it's totally down. But at the same time, is he, if he's just entertainment, how can you know? Yeah, this isn't really political for me more than it's a whole it's generational bullshit pc bullshit you know it's I, my I, it's a I, question that my, my it was not a statement that was a question so i agree well i well if that's if the if the answer for me is yes he's who, who this is I mean, my thing takes it even more than that who the fuck would take this guy what he's saying as some kind of he bible you know what i mean if you are then if you are 
and the vaccine because and, and i've talked to a few guys about this you know recently like you know we're at a point now with this covid where it's proven the numbers are there and I, I don't care what anybody's you could back it up but we, we could have a whole episode on it the numbers are there the vaccinations helped the vaccination yeah, it's a waste to have a whole it's episode a, on it at this point. A, yeah it's a vaccination help that's that's cool here's the thing if those people won't listen and want to follow at this stage, follow Ivermectin and, and Rogan, and that's what the, this initial thing was about, then, like, let them go. Go ahead. Good luck. I hope you live. If you don't, I'm sorry, but the hospitals can handle you now because the rest of the vaccinated people are getting over the sickness at home. They're not in the fucking hospital. Mm. Yeah. You know, so I so that's my thing. Like Joe Rogan is a comedian. Why are we listening? Why are why are people getting so upset over what this guy is saying? Do you hear half of the music lirics that are out there? I mean, Justin Bieber is fucking offensive for Christ's sake. I don't yeah, even know whatever what I mean. he sings it's just about. Such that's a offensive. gray area of you know? that. Yeah. yeah. You can't silence mm. it because and listen, there's the difference between that and boycotting and what Neil Young is doing, and I don't know, but it seems to me more like it's a boycott. It's not Anyone telling Joe Rogan he can't? He, this, has he been told he has to change his ways and things need to change on his show? Are they trying to influence any of this stuff? And, so and the stuff? So he has. So he has come out. He posted an, a video on Instagram, I think, and it basically said, "Look, uh, you know." He did say this video recently surfaced of me repeating the N word uh, multiple times, taken completely out of context. But I like. Does does it? I got to grow. You know what I mean? He's like, look, I, I've I've done things. I've made mistakes. I've got to grow. But this guy puts on a three hour podcast every week for hundreds of millions of dollars. He better have content. And Joe Rogan hosts the Fringe. Aiden, you listen to Rogan. Joe Rogan hosts. Yeah, I'm just guys. quietly waiting my time here. <laughs> Rogan, oh, I'm interested. In, I'm interested. Yeah, Please, go Rogan ahead. hosts the guys on the Fringe. That's what he does. He wants that crowd. He he he. That's what he he lives off of that crowd. He real understands that crowd's mentality, and he, he is part of that crowd. That's fine. But he understands him, and he's and that's who he's got following him. And then the opposite side is so upset. It's so ridiculous. This leftist bullshit is so ridiculous. But yeah, Aiden, what do you think about the Rogan controversy? Um, so yeah, I'll preface this by saying I do listen to a lot of his podcasts and since COVID, I was out cutting my grass. It took me a lot of hours to do so. And and who turned you on to that? Who turned you on uh, to that? I think it might have actually been Gus, was it? It was me and Gus. Yeah, yourself and Gus, yeah. Gus and I. And Joan it was, I, actually Joan it was, I remember being, just before COVID struck, you mentioned his, one of his episodes with Miley Cyrus, and I was like, boom, I'm in there, I gotta listen to this girl, and it was a great podcast with her, it was just, you know, the, the crazy girl that we think she is in the in the, the stardom, she's actually like, a oh, really intelligent girl, and yeah, look, anyway, getting off point, um, going to the, the recent vaccine um, misinformation from my, my own opinion I don't think he was spreading any misinformation I think in fairness to the guy he asks a lot of questions about the safety of vaccines and you know how to fight fight off COVID which are your own antibody or your own um, immune system um, I think what's happened here is and we would have saw this in Ireland when we had like the, the marriage referendum and the, the, you know, the abortion referendum and the likes. If you didn't go with the narrative of the, the majority, 
you were shunned and abused and all the rest. So, That's a tactic, man. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but like, like in here, like in Ireland, like a few years ago, we had the um, the marriage referendum for equal rights for the mm-hmm. LGBTQ plus. And if you were anyway in opposition to that, you were like bombarded with hate mm-hmm. messages on Facebook mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. point where my own mother put up something and there was war for hours. I don't know if you remember that, Ron, do you? I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we won't go into that. But the same then with the, the abortion referendum. So that majority or that minority that didn't agree with the the main focus of, you know, all that, they were bombarded. And I think when Joe Rogan started to ask more difficult questions of people and maybe say you don't need a vaccine, people just latched on to right. this misinformation yeah. campaign. But yeah. in fairness to him, he had uh, some uh, CNN guy, Sanjay, I forget his second name, who's very Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Gupta, that's the one. Mm-hmm. And I thought He's the medical an- Joe, analyst. Yeah. yeah, and I thought Joe Rogan was better prepared and had more information than Sanjay did. Mm. And I just thought the Sanjay Gupta came out of that looking a little bit um, ill-prepared. But and then he also, the flip side of that is he had the fellow on when they were talking about the, uh, uh, what was that disease in children? Uh, mitosis. Oh, my, my, myocarditis. Myocarditis when he told the guy, yeah. when he told the guy that the, that the vaccinated kids were getting, and the guy was like, no, you're wrong. And he was like, no, I'm not wrong. He's like, no, the yeah. ones who were unvaccinated got it at a much higher rate than the ones who were vaccinated. And he was like, no, you're wrong. And the guy was like, look at the report. And then they brought the report and he tried to lie about the report. Yeah, on that episode, he was like, "Well, you can't. You never know what you're what what they're throwing at you. They can throw anything at you these days. They can throw anything at you these days." And he was proven wrong. And instead of admitting that he was wrong, this is what I, this that's why I don't. I'm not going to defend Joe Rogan. Fuck Joe Rogan. Like Joe Rogan. Like honestly, he ha, like, like he's he's like Alex Jones. He's he's a step above Alex Jones. And I love I love listening to look. I love listening to Joe Rogan. I'm not like I listen to Joe Rogan, but fuck Joe Rogan and fuck anybody who's like this guy. He bring he purposely brings on people to fill his narrative, and that's why he doesn't have the 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 got the masters that are working on vaccines and the guys who and very rarely does he have those because they're not his buddies. That's not who that's not who pays his bills. So that's fine, but that's what I mean. I, I don't care. I don't care who he has on. He wants to have this guy Kramer on who claims that he invented fucking mRNA. And then everybody else who was involved with mRNA was like, this guy, we've had to deal with him for the last 20 years telling us that he invented this shit. Like, he ain't been working on it for 20 fucking years. No, none of us are taking any credit for anything. None of of these people with the mRNA are taking credit for shit. The only people that are are screaming down of their necks are anti-vaxxers and this guy who's like, I created the fucking mRNA, and that what they're doing is absolutely wrong. Nobody else, you wouldn't know one person's name that was on on that field. Not one. This guy Kramer comes on. You know what I mean? Like, why doesn't he have yeah. the others? Why does he do that? But that's because that's what makes Joe Rogan good. That's what makes people yeah. listen to Joe Rogan. That's why I like Joe Rogan because he it does reminds have- me of the old radio Elon shows. Musk on it, they smoke pot. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's famous for having Elon Musk on when Elon Musk got stoned out of his gourd with yeah. Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
This is, is what I'm talking about. The crypto went through the floor. Yeah. Aiden, honestly, yeah. it would be like people taking taking advice from Graham Norton. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and taking him that seriously. It would yeah. be nice. It would be uh, like taking uh, Graham Norton that seriously. No, I, like I said, I've listened to a good bit of stuff. There, I it it's I've kind of dropped off him a little bit now recently because it became too political, too COVID, COVID, COVID. But he's had some good. He's a when he has his friends on and they're comedians, it's hilarious. Um, I don't find Joe Rogan very funny, but when he gets people in, it's hilarious. And as for your man, uh, Alex Jones, um, Jesus, that guy's difficult. But it's also very funny to listen to when he's trying to recite stuff in his head. And yeah, it's just it's amazing. Like I, I, it's it's funny. train cra- it's train wreck television. It's train wreck radio. Yeah, you know, in that you want to listen to what these guys are saying. Like, and, and I like again, that's what I'm saying. I think it's entertainment. I think that people are, you know, you have to be very careful when you call for, you know, people to be censored. You know, because when you call for people like Joe Rogan to get censored, then you have, you know, again, you have books being thrown out of libraries for reasons. And the, the, you know, the, when you call for that stuff, it becomes this like industrial, you know, like the Olympics. Life will be like the Olympics. It won't be very happy. It'll be very industrial because somebody else will be making your decisions. You have you, to right? watch a little bit of this thing, I'm telling you. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. It's so funny. Well, it's just it's just as an entertainment or is it not? So. I, totally, totally. So I got before we uh, before we wrap it up here. You guys, uh, you said you're watching the Olympics. You're watching, you you binge and watching. Are you watching anything else there, Roz? That uh, that the folks out there might be interested in. Love that uh, Tommy Lee, Pamela and Tommy Lee thing. That's fun on Disney. I haven't yeah. I haven't watched. It. Is it good? It's actually that's on Disney. Are you serious? It's on Disney Plus, man. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yes. Well, my wife likes it. We watch it, you know, at night after everybody's, you know, settled in. And uh, nice. it's good. It's fun. But if you like, yeah. you know, you got to be into that era. But, you know, just if I can just take a second. I like when, you, when you're talking about the, the, the shows, the radio shows. And I was going to say, it reminds me of, remember the radio shows before the internet when it was just really literally radio and you had to tune in and it was like, you know, WBZB in Pasadena. And it's the Joey and Tito show. And you would wait for these guys, and every day at three, and they do like the traffic, and they do the thing, and you know, yeah. I wouldn't say uh, the other the other you know shock jocks and guys rose to massive fame, but the the radio guys were always great, and there was always a lot of controversy in those and what those guys said and how crass they were, and it's sort of like the grassroots beginning of what these kind of these things have really evolved into. You know what I'm saying? It's still the same yeah. kind of formula, but. Yeah, no, you're totally, you're, you're totally, I can remember, man, now this dates, but I remember uh, being a really young kid and there was one station on the radio that still at night would play old time radio classics. So it would play like uh, um, Superman, old Superman radio show. Do you remember the old Superman radio show, Roz? I, I know what you're talking about, for sure. And the great part about it was that you had Dick to actually Tracy. just tune your that radio. Remember, the, just to, to get the, to just right, the, the antenna. And, and you yeah, had to literally, yeah, yeah. physically, there was a fiddling yeah. in, a tuning in to get the just right and clear. You know? Yeah, you would have to. Yeah, I could. Jeez, I can remember being real young and having the and listening to that put me to bed, like an episode of Superman where you hear 
and then Superman, Superman, we're so glad to see you. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the now it's now we've we've come completely in a, a 180 degree direction to what that was, you know. But uh, so all right, so the time of the day, how about you, Aiden? What are you watching? Um, I'm not really watching all that to be honest. I for some reason I started, uh, uh, I've so I have Netflix. I have Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, and Now TV. And I've got the Amazon Prime, and I'm now watching Hell's Kitchen. And I've oh, cool. missed three, three seasons. Um, yeah, that, that's the height of it. I, I finished um, the Peaky Blinders on Netflix. That was fantastic. That's probably my number one recommendation for 2022, if you haven't watched it, Peaky Blinders. I think Killian yeah, Murphy check it point, out. But, um, yeah, it's a great. It actually is. A, I just started. I just started the first season, and uh, I was one of those who was like, ah, I just didn't have time for it. And it's here and gone before you notice. But uh, it's a really good. It's a very good program, Raz. If you can get, it might be on Netflix in America. I've heard too. of it. I've heard of it. Hey, Aiden, I have a question for you. Have you watched sure. do you, or do you watch The Chef's Table? Um, That's on, on Netflix. Netflix. I right? have watched yep. a couple on Netflix. Of, I think. I think I have watched some of the episodes, but they're good too. I like, so. I like those. They're good too. So if you're into cooking shows, that's a pretty good one too. Not as yeah. much, not as much uh, excitement, but on some of them, but they're good. Don't you think, John? I like them. Yeah, I think they're really good. My, uh, my two. I got two. One is, and one of them was put up. I think if, if Buzz is still in the room, I think Buzz was the one who suggested it to me. Um, there's a uh, program on Netflix called Murderville. And it is a, uh, a half-hour improv comedy, and basically every week, um, a celebrity guest detective and Will Arnett as as a detective have to uh, have to solve this murder, and it's and it's it sounds dumb, and it is dumb, but it's hilariously funny. Like the uh, uh, the second episode. His uh, the guest was um, what's the name of the running back that used to play the running back for Seattle there, Aiden for the Seahawks? Ah, <laughs> uh, come on, what's his name? Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch is the guest detective in the second episode. He's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. He does such. He tries so hard to get into the improv of the whole thing. You know what I mean? He's just trying so hard. And there's so many funny moments because it's completely, again, it's completely wide open. You know what I mean? And then the celebrity has to figure out of the three suspects who did it at the end. And they're basically 50-50. I've watched the first three or four episodes and the Marshawn Lynch episode is just, it's very funny. I highly recommend it. I bet it. it's gold. And the other one is... Um, I know you probably get some shit about about this from from some football players or listeners, but there's a movie out right now with Kevin James. It's an Adam Sandler movie with Kevin James, who's starring as Sean Payton, the the former coach of the uh, New Orleans Saints. Mm -hmm. And it's basically – it's – I can't remember even the name of the movie that it is right now, but uh, it's – it's basically if you like Little Giants, you'll love this movie. It's a real 
for perfect movie for what it is. It's an hour and a half of forget life and it's a feel good story. And, you know, Sean Payton is the, the, the Super Bowl coach who gets suspended for a year and comes back to hang out with his kid in Texas and who's on a football team that sucks. And Sean Payton basically takes over the kid's football team and goes through it. And it's, so it's, it's perfect. It's like, Sandlot, it's like it's a throwback to those movies. Bad News Bears, a little bit, not really. I mean, that those were amazing movies, but mm-hmm. it's a throwback to those movies, and you don't get those very often. I don't think. Uh, uh, what was the hockey one with Emilio Estevez? Uh, Remember that one? Yep, it wasn't uh, the, the Mighty, du- Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Yeah, the Mighty yeah, Ducks. Yeah. Movies that movies that none of us want to uh, uh, want to necessarily admit that we liked when we watched them because they're feel good movies and they're meant to draw an emotion and they're doing those things. But I, I can't remember the name of the movie now. And I'll, I'll put it in the ad, but it's uh, Kevin James. It's brand new. Just came out on Netflix. Um, and I highly recommend it. It's a, uh, it's a great feel good movie. It's a, it's a real father son movie too. So dad's out there, you know, can get into it and understand, you know, even, even former Super Bowl winning head coach of the, New Orleans Saints wasn't the perfect dad. <laughs> so it's okay for you not be the perfect dad too. <laughs> it's okay. Thank God. A big I just breathed this big sigh of relief. It's okay. It's one of those movies. It's one of those it's okay movies. It's so it's just okay. <laughs> I heard I heard a good joke. Can I tell a joke? Yes, please do. I don't want to hand you guys. I'm not a very good joke teller, so I hope I get this right. That it's simple and quick. Um, a son, a father, and a grandfather all uh, get together for a round of golf and they show up at the golf course and the starter says, there'll be a fourth with you today. And they look down the tee and there's a young woman golfer playing alone and they get introduced as you do when you play golf into your foursome and they, everybody, you know, hellos and greetings. And um, so, you know, we'll play from here and there and all the business of that, that goes on, the, st- the things that people do getting acquainted in that moment, I guess. And uh, um, the young lady turned around and just said, I don't mind, you know, I know we're playing with the guys today, the three of you. I don't mind if you guys use bad language or, you know, anything that's, you know, just be guys. It's, it's fine. You know, drink and have a great time. Just don't ask me uh, about my golf game or please don't give me any tips on how to play. Oh, sure. No problem. No problem. So they play their round of golf and, um, you know, through the day, it's they're having a great time, and they get to the end of the round, and they're on the 18th hole, and this young lady has the round of her life on the line. It's, um, you know, for flat par or whatever. She's got a 10-foot putt, and she says uh, to the three, the father, the son, and the grandfather, all right, I'm going to let you help me here because I think I need a little bit of help. Read this putt for me. Each of you read this putt, and whoever reads this putt right, um, you know, will have a night of passion with me. So they say, okay. Okay, sure. So the son looks up and says, ah, you know, it's a little left to right, and you have to hit it firm. The father says, no, 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 it's, it goes the other way. This is like two or three balls out on the right, and just tapping in there real slow. And Grandpa's staring and smiling, and she says, well, what do you think, Grandpa? And Grandpa says, it's a gimme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no? <Grandpa. laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Come on. Grandpa. I tried. I thought it, I heard it. I laughed, so I was trying. I hope I, I hoped that made any sense, but. That was fantastic, man. 
<laughs> Aiden, thanks so much for coming on the show, Bubba. I really appreciate you coming on, talking some rugby. I hope you uh, had a good time. And uh, uh, once again, thanks. Thanks. And I'll see you real soon, man. You and I are going to see each other real soon for the first time in a long time. Absolutely. It's been brilliant. I appreciate having you on. Roz, same to you, man. Seems like uh, very shortly you and I are going to see each other once again. And I, can't, can't really, I can't wait to see you. Yeah, looking forward, buddy. Aiden, that was fun, man. Thanks. Looking forward to seeing you, too. All right, folks. That was Hit the Lotto episode number 32. Aiden and the Roz. I hope you guys had a good time. Please, please, please. Show some love out there. Uh, Pochi, thanks you so much for the... The logo. Pet Fangs, thanks so much for the theme song. Peace and we out! I don't